Kick it off. Okay. Game day, Winnipeg, ready to get going here on Bonfire Sports. The legendary Chris Walby joins me as always. And while following the Blue Bombers' second bye of the season, they'll play their third final game of the regular season at home tonight, being Saturday, against the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Chris, the Bombers have the West Division wrapped up. Montreal still has a heck of a lot to play for. They're one game above 500. They're (gasps) dropping... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way early. Yeah, it was a little itchy there. I don't know what's going on, but you're right. Must be all that furnace talk. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking furnaces. Um so well, yeah, Mont- right. Montreal, Montreal jockeying with Hamilton, with Toronto in the East Division. Winnipeg will face very likely either Calgary or Saskatchewan on December 5th at IG yeah, Field in that West final. We're going to continue to scoreboard watch over the next yeah. couple of weeks. We're also going to have some great conversations, Chris. I'm looking forward to getting your input on this. The MOP Awards, the League All-Star Awards, the Blue Bombers Team Awards. And maybe yeah. that's where we can start because... In comes Winston Rose after time in the National Football League. I'll remind everybody out there, I have a great one-on-one conversation you can find on our Bonfire Sports YouTube page right now. We're also available on all major podcast platforms as well. So whether it's Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, you name it, uh, Bonfire Sports is there. Just give it a search. Um, So with Rose coming in, Mike Jones will be a backup dimebacker to... um, uh, Alden Darby and yeah. it's rookie DeAndre Alford moving over to the other side of the field. So interesting that the rookie Alford is staying in the lineup and yeah, lots of conversation that. this week. He, he could be the most outstanding rookie, not just on the bombers, but the entire CFL. Well, he's going to be in tough. I think, I think he's definitely going to be the, uh, the nominee for the outstanding rookie for the bombers. I was kind of breaking it down and looking at some of the other teams I mean, on BC, they have Tim Bonner, the defensive line. Good player. He's pretty much making a name for himself. You got Jake Mayer in Calgary, who, although a limited time, played very well at the time yeah. he did play. Uh, I think the biggest competition is going to come from Saskatchewan, and it's going to be Kean Schaefer-Baker, who's had just an outstanding kid, is really turning into a fine yeah. receiver. He's blossoming early. So I think it'll be a two-dog race in the West between uh, DeAndre Alford and uh, the receiver from Saskatchewan. So uh, this is, that's this just is, the way I feel right now looking at everything. No, I think that's a very well-rounded look at it, Chris. What I wonder is, with receivers, you can look at numbers. Games played, yeah. targets, catches, yards, touchdowns. Yeah. With I defensive backs, it's much more difficult. You can't look at tackle numbers because that just means you were being thrown at all the time and catches were being made. Uh, you know, you can't look at forced fumbles or interceptions per se like yeah they can factor in but you got to be thrown at now deandre alford hasn't been targeted a lot this season he's playing the most difficult spot where all the action is at the boundary cornerback spot he has to go up against the likes of well normally like a geno lewis or a jake weineke uh darrell walker in those two games against edmonton absolutely shut uh that perennial all-star down uh you know eric rogers with the uh with the calgary stampeders um or, or pardon me, Kamar Jordan with Toronto. the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, and, and, and right, uh, with, with Toronto, Eric Rogers. Let me just slap you upside that beard, boy. You love doing that whenever I, I oh, yeah. uh, make a little mistake. You're right, but uh, maybe I'm I right on you, there. baby. I'm on you. Absolutely. Well, no, it's appreciated um, but, by everybody. But you're right. He, I, he's I, had I a tough think, job this year. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, you know, sometimes you look at the throws and how many people they threw at you. Look at Winston Rose, you mentioned back in the lineup at that boundary corner, led the CFL and the Bombers interceptions in 2019 with nine. Now, obviously, he was targeted a lot. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're a guy that's got like five, six, you're starting to stay away from that guy going, maybe I don't want to test this guy too much. They kept going after him, and he kept making them pay for it. I, I like this Alfred kid. I think this kid's coming as a rookie. He's played well, and it was either him. How, who are you going to take off? I mean, Mike Jones is the second-leading tackler on this team. And you don't really hear Mike Jones's name mentioned much during the game. He's been quietly solid playing in that position. And now they got a plethora, you like that word, plethora of defensive backs, and now they can move Mike Jones as a backup to Alden Darby. You know, the rich just get rich. We talked about that. So, listen, it's going to come down. How much do you expect these guys to play? And I'll be I'll be honest with you. I expect Mike Jones. He'll go in there. He's going to rotate a bit. Obviously, the biggest thing right now is get, as you mentioned in our, before you came on the air, the chemistry between Winston Rose, Deatrick Nichols, Brandon Alexander, the teacher, as they call him now, those guys in the communication. So that's the thing they want to get Winston right up to, you know, right par. He hasn't played for a while. Remember that. So I think it'll be interesting, but I still think you're going to see a lot of rotation. Well, they need to rotate because you want to make sure everybody is playing their best football on December 5th. And then, well, fingers crossed for Blue Bombers fans out there, the Grey Cup on December 12th in Hamilton. Um, But, you know, to me, Winston Rose arrives here in Winnipeg, you know, gets through quarantine and protocol and all that stuff. He's able to step on the field and seamless for him because same system he played yes. under, you know, in 2019 with Richie Hall and that great, great cup run that they had same position. He will play tonight as he did back in 2019 and 2018. Um, and to me, Chris, this isn't about change for the sake of change. This is oh, no. about throwing Winston Rose into the fire. We got to remember he's been in the NFL for a year and a half. But he yeah. hasn't played in any games, like real live bullet fresh games. Fresh legs, maybe fresh legs. Yeah, he's going to have fresh legs, but it's also he's got to shake off a little bit of maybe yep. that game day rust and and, and yeah. that sort of thing. Mike Jones has played a lot. Alfred, yeah. Nichols, um, Nick Taylor, um, you know, Alden Darby, they've all played a lot. Brandon Alexander, of course, uh, pretty much every snap and on special teams uh, all year. Get Winston Rose in now, next week against Calgary, and then you can look at your options to have the best lineup when it matters on December 5th. Yeah, well, listen, they're not bringing it. You're not going to bring Winston Rose in here when he had his agent talk to the Bombers to get the talks going. If the Bombers didn't give him any indication he would not be automatically starting, he could have went anywhere. Yeah, he's comfortable here. He knows the system. He knows Richie Hall's defense. But he's not a guy that's going to come back here and you're going to sit on the bench and, and you know be a backup. He's not that kind of guy. And I think Richie Hall said it great this week when he said he makes us a better team. And that's the respect they have for the guy like, you know, for a guy like Winston. Uh, like I said, there's strength in the secondary. We actually thought at the beginning of the year during our first Bonfire Sports show that that would be the question mark for the Bombers this year. And Jordan Younger, the uh, secondary coach, has done a magnificent job with yes. these young men. No, no question. It's just amazing to me, Chris, and people I talk to around the country that the two defensive backs – amongst the halfbacks and corners that the Bombers don't want to touch 
are the two rookies. Dietrich Nichols has been as good, uh, maybe even better than DeAndre Alford. I think Alford's getting, you know, more conversation about, um, you know, uh, rookie of the year. I don't think Dietrich Nichols is eligible for that award. No, he's not. He played a game. He played a game in the NFL. Yeah. Right, right, and and the XFL as well. I'm XFL, not sure yeah, that factor, yeah. factors in, but you know, yeah, he led the XFL in 2020 with three interceptions. Um, but you know, in the case of DeAndre Alford, let, let's hear from him now. He talks about um, you know how this year has gone for him. I'll say my teammates. Um, you know, I always give the, you know, the veterans a, a shout out, you know, like Nick Taylor, Brent Alexander, like, you know, the older guys in the secondary, um, they, I'm not going to say they hard on me, but they are at, you know, but it's like, they just help me grow. And it's every week, every practice, every snap, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm, I'm learning the game even more. So it's like, you know, my teammates, you know, they just make it just so easy for me. And I really appreciate, appreciate those guys. Hard work. I've always been a hard worker, you know, and just the mindset, the mentality that I have, you know, I just, I want to be, you know, the greatest to ever play, like, you know, my position and my teammates just helped contribute to my success. So I, I just want to keep on, you know, thanking those guys. Chris, you mentioned defensive backs coach Jordan Younger, and no doubt he yeah. has been a huge contributor to uh, the seamless transition for these two rookies and Dietrich Nichols and DeAndre Alford into the Blue Bombers secondary. So too, obviously, Richie Hall and Mike O'Shea, but maybe more than anybody, it's the one you talk to, you know, you refer to as the teacher, and that's safety, Brandon Alexander, helping those guys settle in. You know, uh, we mentioned that last uh, last week we had a little riddle out there. We put a little question out there who, right. you know, some of the toughest safeties I've ever had the opportunity to, or the privilege to play with. I mentioned Benny Thompson. Well, this guy is very indicative, very similar in style and the way he plays the game to have a Benny Thompson. He's a, he's a he's a hitter. He causes people and receivers to call it, you know, we call it alligator arms, where they pull the arms in. They're so scared of going for the ball, reaching out, putting himself in a vulnerable position because you know number 37, Brandon Alexander, is going to make you pay for that catch. Uh, he's having an – he's having an – let's just break it right down. This defense could be all-star from one side to the other. Yeah. But he definitely, uh, this year in my mind, has picked his game up, and uh, right now he is the all-star safety, in my opinion, in the CFL. So two comments I want to get to from B.A., Brandon Alexander. The first being the adjustment of those two rookies in Nichols and Alford. And the second, what people are talking about right now here in Winnipeg, Chris, three games to go, nothing seemingly to play for. Uh, Brandon Alexander talked about the want to play and, and remain in the lineup, despite being one of those veterans the Blue Bombers may look to preserve going into the postseason. Well, they came in and they were sponges. You know, they came in and they soaked the game up so quickly and fast and they wanted to learn everything, you know, immediately. You know, and these guys came in and they showed, you know, uh, being relentless and, uh, you know, just again, just that willingness to learn, you know. And, and then at the same time, too, like they help us as well, our communication get better. You know, if they see something that, you know, we don't see, they tell us, hey, da-da-da. Now, one thing I love about those two and this group in the back end in general is the fact that we can really talk to each other, tell us how we how each other feels and not have to, you know, be upset about it or anything, whether it's in practice in the game. We make that adjustment immediately. Nobody's harping on each other. Everybody got their backs 100% no matter what happened in that play. And, you know, with those two guys, they were, you know, they're a big help in that as well. 
Would you like some downtime? Do you want to play three 60-minute games? Where, where do you sit on that whole thing? Uh, I, I mean, as far as me, I want to play. You know, and I know everybody in the locker room, man, they want to play every single week. You know, um, I don't like the resting guys and stuff. You know, again, that's not in my control or my call or anything. But, you know, uh, whether you rest or not, you're going to have your pros and cons to both of them. You know, but as far as me specifically, like I, I want to be out there with my guys. I want to play. I don't want to sit down. I don't want to do any of those things. I love being out there. You know, I sat down for a full year, you know, and if that decision comes in, you know, then so be it. But, you know, I know me personally and everybody in that locker room, they don't want to get that, you know, that knock and be like, hey, you know, you're going to sit down this week. We all want to play, you know, we all want to get after it and and do that because we already sat down for, for some time. It is kind of a fine line for O'Shea to walk, though, isn't it? Oh, no, no question. You know, I, I believe that's a hard decision to make as a coach because, I mean, he's he's a player's coach as well. You know, he, he's he been in that position, and I'm pretty sure if he was playing right now and the coach came and said something to him about sitting down, he wouldn't want to do it. You know, so I know that job for him is, uh, you know, pretty difficult to do. And, you know, whoever I know is for, you know, the best interest of, you know, the team and for us as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I hope you don't come in and tell me that, you know, I'm a, you know, I want I want to play. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Chris? Guys obviously want to play. Players want to play. Yeah. But you also want to make sure that you, you know, uh, load manage, that you preserve, and that you ensure that your important players, the ones that you need to go on a Grey Cup run in the postseason, are healthy and ready to go. And it's interesting because you don't want to lose the big mode. That's momentum. You're playing so well right now. You're making great decisions. I mean, you're 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 blowing people out. Obviously, forty-five nothing against BC. You know, the way they're playing the game right now, there's no kink in the armor. And when you look at what they're doing, you're, you're almost scared. You're a little nervous to pull somebody out and wreck that chemistry. Like I actually thought when you know you put Winston in, but that's a different kind of thing because you're 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 basically taking an all-star and throwing him back in there, albeit he hasn't played for a while. But you don't want to take somebody out, and you wonder, like, I can tell you right now, there'll be no rotation in the O-line. I'd be very surprised. That's one unit that never really, they never really give you a rotation unless it's preseason. Um, the receivers, I can't see them changing receivers either. Uh, I, you, You've got three games left in a shortened season, only 14 games, um, and you got to buy again. So they have that rest again, much like they did last year in the last week when they had to buy before they went in the playoffs. But now they're only at one game from the cup, which is crazy, right? So yep. I think O'Shea is going to do the right thing. I don't think it's going to rotate many guys. I think you might see some guys in secondary, maybe. Mike Jones getting a little play back there. But, you know, unless something serious happens, uh, I, I just don't know why you, you know, you, you why would you mix, uh, mess with the, with, with the way you got things going right now? No, no doubt. Th- things are cooking and working for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What's interesting this week, Chris, um, you know, we know Andrew Harris and Jamarcus Hardrick still both yeah. on the injured list. Harris with a knee, and we know when that happened against the Edmonton Elks and that touchdown run. Hardrick has been battling through um, what's officially listed as a hip, hip. injury. Yeah. Um, the Blue Bombers O-line, like you said, there, doesn't, there isn't going to be too much shifting around there. That's no. a solid group. We're going to see Johnny Augustine. We're going to see Brady Oliveira, Shaq Cooper. <coughs> excuse me, the contingency plan. He uh, might, he might, now there's a guy that might get a little, he might get in, that might, he might be brought in there, right? For just rotation. He may. But I want to go back to one guy you just mentioned, and I'm, I know I'm going to go off a little bit here, but um, Jamarcus Hardrick. Mm-hmm. So I'm last week and I'm at the Eastside Eagles football field for my two grandsons. They've 
Uh, Declan is a 13, and the other one's 15. He plays in the older group. Okay. They both won their championships for Eastside Eagles, separate Congrats. teams. Nice. As I'm coming back to the my car with my wife, I hear Wolby, Wolby, and I look over, and who's this big? It's freaking Jamarcus Hardrick. How about that? He says, "Hey, man, nice to meet you." Comes over, big bear hug, and this is the first time I've met him. Big bear hug, and then he goes. You mind if I get my picture with you? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I get to have one with the Hardrick Hop, you know. And I just had a good time with him. I'm just uh, That's and awesome. Jermise Jones was there, and actually another guy that were there. We were playing Fort Gary, and Willie Jefferson was there supporting some kids. So nice. Uh, it was quite a contingent of bombers, next bombers at this game. So it was kind of neat to see. No, that's anyway, great. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, I, everybody's I, talked about Jamarcus, and for me to actually meet him, I got to tell you, it was a big thrill. I uh, he really is as friendly and energetic as as everybody tells you no no doubt that was championship weekend that happened this past weekend yep. on sunday i wasn't able to be there i was calling the winnipeg rifles playoff win with rod hill uh who you know i, I was rod play. hill doing i bet he did a good job he did yeah it was a ton of fun and now uh the rifles head to regina for the prairie football conference semifinals this coming sunday them. congratulations uh, but, to gordon wilson and those guys yeah jordy is a, is a heck of a head coach he's got his guys playing really well right now good um but hardrick is the man amongst a group of offensive linemen protecting quarterbacks? Should Zach Kolaris play the entire game? Should he play the rest, you know, the, these three final games of the regular season against Montreal twice and against Calgary? What's interesting, I noticed this week, Chris, is that Zach Kolaris spoke in the plural when talking about game planning. He said, we as quarterbacks need to do this and that. Um, haven't really heard that language from him before. I think it would be prudent and smart. I'd like your take on this to give Sean McGuire a good, healthy workload in this final stretch. So he's comfortable if they ever need him in the postseason. You know, DB, I agree with you. And it's funny. I almost contradicting what I made comments before saying that I can't see them doing it. But now that when I think about it, you know, the guy that's going to take you to the prize land is, is Zach Kolaris, right? He's the guy that stirs the pot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, you know, uh, Sean McGuire has had, is two of six. So, I mean, he definitely needs to take some reps. And you, when you think about who they're going against now, and then Montreal Alouettes, their defense gets after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had six quarterback sacks last week. They're number one in the CFL at 44. David Menard, who's a backup, doesn't even start, leads them with eight sacks. Uh, these guys will blitz from everywhere. Last They're month. a very good football team. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, if you're if you're a coach now, and, I, you know, listen, we have a great offensive line, so I'm not going to put the kibosh on anybody right now. But if you see Zach getting maybe a little bit hit or maybe, you know, pushed around a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised that they put a little bit of Sean McGuire in there, sprinkle him in there, and maybe give him a quarter. Uh I, I, unless the the Bombers blow Montreal out, which I don't think they're going to do. I mean, Montreal has not been blown out this year. Uh, I think that Zach will play. Maybe he plays a half. Remember these games. But the thing is, this team has not lost. I think there's another thing at stake here. Eh? There's six and zero at home. Right. You always want to have that perfect blemish. You don't want to have a perfect score. So you don't want to go into the playoff on December fifth knowing you lost your last home game. No. It just. It's a stick. You don't want that in you, right? So they, they talk about protecting the house. I know Willie Jefferson speaks to that. Oh, for sure, man. Often. Speaking of the Montreal Alouettes defense, Chris, get this. Patrick Levels, defensive back and linebacker for the Montreal Alouettes, said this week he feels the Alouettes are a better team than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That obviously opened a lot of eyes and caught people's attention. Adam Big Hill. 
Brandon Alexander were asked about it, and I was impressed with their response. It was simply, we'd expect him to say that. If he didn't say that or think that, what kind of competitor would he be? But it also rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially Blue Bombers fans, that a team that's six and five thinks they're better than the 10 and one Blue Bombers. Yeah, it's interesting too, because if you look at the team, uh, turnovers where they're, you know, bit them in the backside against Saskatchewan. This is a team that takes way too many penalties. They've shot themselves in the foot over and over at crucial times. They have to control that penalty situation. Then you look at what they have. I think they have arguably, you know, the best running back in the CFL in uh, William Stanbeck. No uh, he's got 600-yard games. He's got, uh, you know, he's averaging 6.5. He's 40 yards short of 1,000 in the 12th game. Yeah. I mean, he's just having a remarkable, remarkable. So, you know, that that's what that's their bread and butter. And I like the fact that they got Trevor Harris because Trevor Harris working with Jamie Elizondo, the offensive coordinator, or no, whoever they had over there too, was not yep. a quarterback. Yep. Now he's working with Kahari Jones. Kahari's an offensive mind. He understands the position. He's played the position. Um, I, I From what I've been reading and hearing, is Trevor has done a remarkable job of picking up that playbook already. So it's not limited. He's That's why they're saying they're going with him now. Uh, but if he gets knocked around, they don't have anybody. Their backup is uh, a kid that hasn't even seen the game. Uh, Shea Patterson. Yeah. Shea Patterson. He's never even thrown a ball. Well, Matt, Matthew, so, Schilt, I mean, Matthew Schiltz is not uh, just stepping aside for Andrew Harris yeah, 20 days after the trade. He is banged up. Uh, yeah. A couple uh, notes there, Chris, is um, – you know, Adam Big Hill spoke to that on Friday. This system Montreal runs, RPO, that's the run-pass yeah. option, pass option. Yeah. Uh, is something that really fits into Trevor Harris's uh, strengths yeah. and that, you know, it's not a huge departure as far as system, and, and they'd probably be able to use his skill set uh, a lot better. As far as William Standback is concerned... For those that maybe haven't been watching that closely, this guy didn't come out of nowhere. Andrew Harris is the three-time consecutive rushing champion, 2017, 18, and 19. William Stamback was the individual nipping at his heels that entire time. Uh, Stanback in 2019, or pardon me, in 2021, this season is hands down the best running back in the league. So the Blue Bombers oh, yeah. defensive line, of course, Stove Richardson, uh, big, big, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's going to be uh, very involved in, uh, in, in stopping that and limiting that. But you know, the last time Trevor Harris was here, Chris, as a member of the Elks, you want to call, uh, it, um, you know, bad body language, uh, from say a Jarrell Walker or poor execution from their running game or their pass protection or their offense as a whole, or maybe it was just a sloppy Trevor Harris. The last time he played against the Blue Bombers, and namely the last time he played here in Winnipeg, he had one of the yeah. worst games of his career. Yeah. Then he gets traded to a team that has to play the Blue Bombers two more times, and sure enough, he's starting in that first game. It'll be interesting to watch Trevor Harris to see if shedding the uh, green and gold and going with blue and red um, you know, yeah. rejuvenates him. Well, he's 2-5 and five lifetime against the Bombers. Interesting stat, though, and I don't like a lot of stats, but he's thrown 10 touchdowns, only two picks. Yep. Uh, the thing I like about, as I mentioned earlier, the fact that he works with Kahari Jones, I think he's got a better group of receivers. Ellingson with Edmonton has not really played. I think Darrell Walker had a horrible year. I'm not. I'm just going to say it. He did. Yep. I don't think he played well at all. I mean, he's not playing this week anyway. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys around the league saying they paid this guy so much money 
and he just seems to be disinterested. He doesn't really yeah. seem to care. No emotion. Uh, and I look at what Montreal's got, you know, with uh, Eugene Lewis, uh, Jake uh, Weineke, who I think is what a clutch receiver that guy is, yeah. right? I mean, eight touchdowns, and he got, you know, Lewis with the big games. Um, they've got some uh, Quan Bray. They've got talent, man. They really have. They don't have a bad offensive line either, even though they gave up five sacks. Um, and then you saw Trevor Harris last week run with the football. Right. He ran for over 30 yards. He's only done that twice in his entire career. So, I mean, this is a guy that he'll, I, I just think he's rejuvenated. Sometimes a change of location just brings you, you know, you just feel like you're just reborn. And I think that's what's happening with him. I think he's going to love Montreal. He's going to love the coaching staff. You know, I, I think there was a lot of disenchantment with him in Edmonton. I don't uh, – we can't read between the lines, but I don't think he was really seeing eye-to-eye -eye with Jamie Alessandro, the head coach of the Edmonton Elks. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing with, uh, what Trevor does tonight. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting for sure. Uh, the Blue Bombers' defense, you know, some changes, as we touched on earlier. Yep. Winston Rose stepping into the lineup. Sergio Castillo will make his 2021 debut uh, as well. But uh, before we – get to the kicking game Chris which has been the powder keg of conversation here in Winnipeg all season long um, is while Montreal has a lot to play for and maybe Winnipeg doesn't have a lot to play for as far as the standings are concerned with three games remaining Adam Big Hill spoke to the fact the Blue Bombers do indeed have a lot to play for in this final stretch What would you say to someone that says you know what you guys have nothing to play for tomorrow and the two games after that well, I mean, the thing that, that I would say is that, you know, you, you can't relax in this league or in professional sports. Uh, you you just can't. You're either getting better or you're getting worse because other teams are, are really, you know, they're, they're trying to level up. So um, for, for us, we know we're not the best football team we can be yet. And that that's just a fact. And we need to take every single week to keep getting one play better and be able to head into the playoffs being able to play the best football that we've ever played. And we got three more opportunities in front of us to prepare and to continue to get better. The only team, in my opinion, Chris, that will beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2021 is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I don't see it happening because of what we just heard from Adam Big Hill. No. This team has their head on their shoulders. The screws are tight. And they have just the right mentality. Where would you expect your heads to be? be? A champion. Oh, wait, wait, they well, hey, head. Chris, you're they telling me. They got their me. head on their shoulder. You're, you mean you're... Your head, they're focused. I got, listen, I haven't seen a football player without a head on his shoulder yet. Maybe it's a different well, league. Sometimes they get their not their block knocked off. No, I'm just talking about sometimes teams I know. get to 10 and 1. And, you know, the eagle gets a little bit too big, too big for their britches, as yeah, they used to yeah. say. And, and, and you know, the, the, the wrong mentalities slip in like we're better than everybody else we're going to roll to a great cup championship a lot of bombers fans feel that way and they're okay to say that that's fine but the team they've stayed really on point really focused yeah. that's what i'm speaking to the screws are tight their that, head remains the on their top, shoulders right? it's not getting too big that starts at the top right i mean that's the coaching staff that's o'shea that's uh, even the message coming down from Kyle Walters and bringing Sergio or Sergio Castillo and, and uh, Winston Rose in, uh, you know what? And they're not taking anything for granted. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to think that they're not going to take their foot off the gas. I think they want to go out there and establish a win again. You want to go into playoffs on a winning note, uh, 11 and one. I think they have a great chance to be that uh, undefeated at home going into that West final. 
There's so many things to play for. And then from a selfish point of view, players also are playing for individual all-stars. You know, there's a little bonus. There's a little bit of extra money coming in, right? And these guys aren't making a crazy amount of money in the CFL. So a lot of times those little stipends or little bonuses uh, help a lot, you know, especially Christmas time when you got to buy the gifts, right? Which reminds me, make sure you give me a nice gift for Christmas. No question. No, I was talking about, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I was talking about this what, exact Christmas? thing uh, on, well, no, let's not talk. It's still November, okay? Hold your horses, Sam. There you go, man. Uh, I was talking about this on Winnipeg Sports Talk with with Hustler uh, earlier this week, and and check them out if you you know haven't yet. Get yeah, on, get on YouTube good, and, and uh, subscribe to them. Uh, great daily sports talk here in the city, and congratulations to them too. They just hit a million combined views and listens between YouTube and their podcast platform. So right there's proof right there. This this new media is uh, the new era uh, of uh, sports, uh, you know, here in Winnipeg and really across the the globe. But Amen. it comes down to bonuses for a lot of these players. And, yeah. you know, it could be a $500 bonus for playing 50% of the snaps or more oh, in yeah. a game or playing 50% in, you know, in 50% of the games for a season. It could be $200 for every time you have a 100-yard receiving game uh, or, you know, a five-tackle game. There's all types of these um, oh, yeah. you know, stipulations in contracts. I, I've been, you know, I've had the opportunity to look at, you know, quarterback contracts in the hundreds of thousands, all the way down to those league minimum contracts and everything in between. And there oh. are so many of those, you know, players, if, if you're named a division all-star, uh, a team MOP, like if you're named the team's most outstanding offensive lineman or most outstanding yeah. special teams player, you'll get a grand, you'll get 2000 bucks, you'll get 500 yeah. bucks. You know, you, maybe you get 5,000 bucks uh, or $10,000 if you're named um, the CFL's most outstanding player or most outstanding defensive player. Um, not specifically to any of these members of these Blue Bombers or anyone in the CFL, but that's what comes into play this time of year. Players want to play. It's more than just that mentality we spoke yeah. about and Adam Bighill spoke about. It's really going to come down to uh, guys wanting to ensure that they're performing when it matters yeah. because 2022 is what have you done for me lately? How did you finish the season? Well, exactly. I mean, it brings me back to an old memory. Uh, we had Daryl Rogers was our head coach. The one time Cal Murphy or Mike Riley wasn't. And he loved the O-line. And we, we go to practice one day, and everybody's got a shopping cart. All the old line have shopping carts. And he comes in there and he says, I'm, not, I'm just going to be very simple with you guys. Here's what's happening. If you get a legitimate pancake on a player, and you're blocking him, and you knock him down, and you roll over him, whatever, you get a case of beer. Well, you want to see a bunch of hungry guys? Uh, Miles Gorell, you know, we, guys, we're just running downfield. We're looking for anybody. I said, I said one time, I said, Nick Benjamin, rest in peace. He, he said, can we hit a cheerleader? I said, no, we don't get none for that one. So. <laughs> but it was great. Um, and that probably started me on my very, uh, well, it wasn't the first time I loved beer, but <laughs> reinforced on. the fact that I like When you were a Montreal beer. Alouette, you were loving beer. Come on. Yeah, I did. My yeah. initiation was chugging a six ball, a six, a six bottle or six uh, jug beer. What like a I six... did chug it. That was my that was my rookie initiation. Well, and you were a D lineman back then too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was only yeah. about two hundred and fifty five pounds. Holy cow! You're you're a little yeah. Jake Thomas in there. I was a oh yeah, just a yeah. Never mind. Let's not go back there. <laughs> that's way too long ago for Chris. Wally yeah, that's way to too want long. to talk about. Okay, before we get into the keys to the game, Chris, um, Sergio Castillo. 
Uh, yes. You know, uh, very interesting comments from him throughout the week as far as, you know, uh, coming back to Winnipeg and, and his yeah. NFL experience, kicking for the New York Jets in a couple games in 2020. Well, now he comes back to Winnipeg, maybe the most accomplished kicker in the CFL during the 2019 season. And suddenly, Ali Mortada's on the practice roster um, and uh, Mark Leggio will still handle punting duties. But there's Sergio Castillo ready to take the reins and, and go out there and score a lot of threes for this Blue Bombers offense. I mean, if you're looking at something, that was, I mean, they were combined, all three of them, Tyler Capina, uh, you know, uh, you're talking about uh, Leggio and you're talking about uh, Mortada. They were combined 16 of 28. They just weren't getting it done. Terrible. Zero attempts over, they didn't make one over 50, except, well, Mark Leggio made one, I believe, over 50. That's you're right. right. I looked at, uh, I went back to look at Sergio Castillo's uh, record. 41 of 45 in 2019, 91%. But here's the big one, five for five over 50 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when it comes down to that one clutch kick, almost like a money medlock, it's nice to know you got a guy down there. And they'll attempt it now. I know O'Shea was kind of holding back. You know, he didn't want to get, take a chance on a return. You know, he basically, so I'll punt and just do the field position game. But I think when you got a guy like a steel in there, you can maybe take a little bit more chance and kick in a field goal, put some points in your board. No, no question about that. I wonder, Castillo kicking for the BC Lions in 2019, how many of those five kicks over 50 were in the indoor confines of BC Place? The Blue Bombers will not have that opportunity. They're going to be playing Very outdoors good point. the rest of the way, and it's going to be chilly too. Castillo um, is a Texas native, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and. Yeah. Um, you know, th those cold weather conditions will come into play um, during the Western final, potentially in the Grey Cup. I was looking at the forecast for the Grey Cup, Chris. I got my ticket. I'm looking at accommodations. I will be in Hamilton. Bonfire Sports will be there. High of plus two, low of minus four on Grey Cup game day, December 12th. That's beautiful conditions. You couldn't ask for better than that. No, I think it's going to be great. I know the city of Hamilton will do a fantastic job of hosting you know, the uh, young, the owner, uh, he's putting together a lot of good stuff. To, you know, remember this, we had no, we had no Greek up last year. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hungry fans waiting to get back into the atmosphere. One of the things the CFL does fantastic is they do a great job with that week long. It starts basically Wednesday. You know, they open up all the events, the uh, hospitality suites, uh, which I will try and uh, hit a couple. If I do go and I'm thinking I might be you there. You better so be there. You better be I, there. I might see you there. But anyway, on another vein, I'm, I'm, I think that the fact that you're talking about Castillo, I think that is such a wonderful addition, such a humble guy. Mm -hmm. I know he did play in New York Jets for a while, so he's used to a little bit of the uh, thing. I think your point of uh, – that was a very excellent point, and I'm not one to give praise to you, but I will this time. Um, <laughs> how many of his five – how many of his 50-yard kicks? I don't know. You're right. They could have all been in the confines of the BC place, right? Where it's all you know environmentally controlled. He was still ninety-one percent, fifty percent. Oh yeah, that's games not, that's indoors, fifty percent outdoors. Let's not uh, you know yeah. poo on his parade here, right? I mean, yeah. I think the guy's going to be good. <laughs> you think there's any pressure on him though? The yeah, first kick. I mean, what happens if he goes out there and misses the first field goal? Well, if anybody can You're rebound, right. it's a guy that was ninety-one percent the last time he was in the CFL. Yeah, there, I'm not the sure there's a little kicked? bit of pressure on him. When's the last time he kicked though? I, and I'm not trying to in be a, a game, bad guy. Yeah. I'm not trying to be nice there. Yeah, it's been over I a year. It's it's been yeah. anyway. I think right around exactly a year. Um, but uh, okay. yeah, obviously a stabilized position for the time being. Tyler Carpino remains on the six game injured list. Ali Mortada not released on the practice roster. The Blue Bombers 
made some cuts this past week, including linebacker John Trell Rockamore, who had an interception in week one. He is now, you know, he was handed his walking paper. So, you know, a couple interesting moves there. Mortada stays on. Rockamore is gone. Uh, I was a little bit surprised uh, about that. But uh, either way... This is the way the Blue Bombers have done business and it's working. So, you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt uh, for the time being. Okay, Chris, two-minute warning. Let's get your three keys to the game. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Offensively, DB, it's keep the momentum going. Big key, protect the football. But more importantly, and this just goes for all three, stay healthy. That's the big one right now. You don't relax your mind because you know you've got first clinch. I think O'Shea's done a great job keeping these guys focused, as you said. They put their head on their shoulders. That's very good. I love that line there, the DB. Defensively, hey, you know what Munchall makes a, you know, makes them click. It's the run game. Stuff the run. You gotta make Munchall beat you through the air. I like Trevor Harris. I'm still one of his fans, but I think we have a better chance if we take William Stanbeck out of the game. He only needs, as I said before, 40 yards for a thousand and twelve games. And a special teams. Just keep winning that field position. We start off at the best field position anybody in CFL. And Janarian Grant came to life last week. 63-yard punt return touchdown. Averaged 18 yards a punt return. He had a 47-yard missed field goal return. Boy, I tell you, it, to me, just keep going the way you are, buddy. Yeah, special teams, uh, I find uh, the Blue Bombers have been a lot better in the return game. Is that Janarian Grant? Is that the blockers around him? It's yeah, obviously uh, yeah, combination it, it, ever, it's yeah. a combination of it all. And, and that chemistry needs the right mix under Paul Boudreaux Jr., the Blue Bombers special teams coordinator. Okay, Chris, it's going to be a fun game. We're going to do it all over again next week. Alouettes and Blue Bombers in Montreal. That's also a Saturday afternoon game. Uh, so we will ensure that that, like this, will be up first thing on game day morning right here on Bonfire Sports on YouTube. Appreciate everybody watching. Please like Man. and subscribe. Ring the bell. Leave comments. That is a huge thing for us. Uh, and yeah. uh, we'll be sure if you have questions or comments, to we I read them all. Chris, I know you yeah. read them too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we good. will respond to you. So, so get into those comments and uh, uh, leave something for you. Chris, you got any questions for the viewers out there? No, I tell you what, I think that uh, everybody knows that uh, we're all going to have a great game. It's going to be a beautiful, look at, this is November, tomorrow, today is November 6th, Yeah. when this is going to be on, Yep. plus 13, plus 13 in November, it was yeah. snow last year, so man, there's no reason not to get out to the ballpark, enjoy this game, I know the Jets play a little bit somewhere too, but boy, I tell you what, a great day for a football, bring the family out. Get one of those Wallaby burgers. I've never tried it. Let me know how you think about those Wallaby burgers. How have you and never tried one? Should I get a royalty? One? How have should you I get never a royalty? tried one? <laughs> I Man. should get a royalty, though. That's what I'm saying. Can you not get that? I'm trying to ask for a royalty. They should give you a nickel for every one sold, right? So you can well, you know, not donate a nickel. to a you good charity. 40 bucks. I get a nickel? <laughs> I can expect a good present from you this Christmas. <laughs> Don't break the bank with a nickel, big well, money, maybe I'll Maybe I'll plop a Wallaby burger on your front step and then just kind of ring the doorbell and run. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We used to do that before, but we used to light the bag on fire, though. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> what is that? Uh, hap no, not Happy Gilmore. That's, uh... Yeah, that's bad. All right, my brother, I got to go. <laughs> you have a great day. You I got to go. I'm going for a, a scalp massage. See if I get any hair growth. Looks good. I don't know what's um, hiding under that's that That's why hat. I wear a hat, brother. <laughs> I hear you. I'm starting you. to lose it, too. Take care, buddy. Have uh, a good yeah, weekend. You're a good-looking dude. You're trying to get a beard going. It looks pretty good on you. <laughs> You take care of that mustache. Keep twisting those corners. 
Oh, it's it's looking good there. All right, buddy. I love you, man. Take care, everybody. Love to know, bombers. There I called it. There you go. Have a great one, boys. <laughs>